0: Welcome to Buy The Glass, a podcast dedicated to boozy beverages and the people who make and drink them. I'm your host, Chris Poldoyan. So in 2017, I started a festival called Texas Choch, which showcases the cider and wine from the Basque Country. For the next couple of episodes, we'll talk to importers, winemakers, and cider producers about Basque beverages. And the most popular style of wine in the Basque Country is called Chakali. Made from indigenous grapes like Zuri, grown in coastal vineyards, chocolate's briny, citrusy character makes it an amazing wine to drink on its own or with seafood. There are three regions for chocolate production, Guitaria, Bizkaia, and Araba, and each of those regions has its own terroir and style. So for this particular episode, we're going to talk to Itziar Isousti, the winemaker at Doniene Gorondona. Itziar was one of the founding members of the Bizkaiko Chocolina Dio. She's going to explain what makes this region unique, as well as her experience working with ancient vines in the region. Uh, She makes one of the few red Chacolinas. She has recently experimented with some zero-sulfur bottlings. She practices organic farming. So really, really amazing woman. Itsiar was actually supposed to come to town and speak at the Wonder Women of Wine conference in 2020. So um, really excited to get a chance to chat with her. We'll just jump into the conversation. Here's Itsiar.
1: Do you speak Spanish a little bit? y es que ah, hablo ah bien muy bien
0: <laughs> no hablo um, euskera
1: una pena una pena
0: <laughs> quiero no, aprenderlo pero desafortunadamente no hay como Rosetta Stone o algo como así por
1: euskera <laughs> y que no es fácil no es fácil <laughs> uh...
0: maybe you can tell me a little bit about the Basque country in general so maybe we can start there talking about the different dios mm-hmm.
1: the three different dios historically chacoli uh, has been the the wine for uh, for family in, in the farms the production uh, was for, for drink in into the family it was uh, it, it wasn't to to, to sell this uh, uh, was very very common very popular in 19th century but uh, after in in 20th century when uh, after civil war and after the industrialization of uh, bilbao and other cities in in basque country the the large families the young people went to the to the cities to to work so the farms became empty and this was the reason that uh, people started abandoning the the vines because there wasn't a reason to work there because uh, to cultivate vines here, it's very hard. And without uh, a lot of people to consume in, into the farm, into the family, the the vines were only, only work, you know? So uh, after in, in 80s, uh, the 80s, last century, people abandoned uh, a lot of uh, vineyards in, in Getaria region, in Vizcaya region, and also in Araba region. Uh, but uh, in that moment, a family called Chueca in Getaria started to to recover the, the heritage. He was the, the first one that uh, led to to create uh, uh, the first uh, denomination of origin um, in Getaria. Uh, hmm. This was in, in 1989. And with this moment uh, movement uh, also in Biscaya started to to recover a little bit and in 1994 was when uh, the appellation of origin Biscayco started. And a little bit later in 2001 uh, Arabaco. So this is uh, the, the reason that there are like uh, three territories, mm-hmm. and each one has his own uh, appellation of origin.
0: And they all make very different styles of chocolate. I think most people, when they think of chocolate, they immediately think of the really spritzy, effervescent kind of aperitivo style that comes out of Guitaria, <laughs> which is very different than the style that you typically see out of Bizkaiko. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly. I think that um, we share a lot of uh, com- common um, characteristics like uh, for example, Vizcaya, it's all the territory, it's all the, uh, the region, but uh, there is um, vineyards um, near close to the, to the ocean. Also in, Get- in Getaria, so the influence of the ocean it's very important. Uh, the, the varieties. The grape varieties, so on the Rabi Suri, on the Rabi Belza, are the main varieties in, in both, also in, in Arabako. But uh, the um, viticulture, it's quite different. In Getaria, the system to cultivate uh, the vines uh, is the Pergola system. And in Vizcaya, we wanted to, to obtain a wine uh, more uh, structured, you know, yeah. And um, uh, for this, we we have to to obtain a uh, better ripeness. So uh, with lower yields, you can control mm-hmm. better this structure. And so with
0: a pergola system, it's harder to get the vines as physiologically ripe. Is that what you're saying? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Why is that?
1: Why? Because and um, a very old vine. Um, the, the gel in, in a pergola system, it's not very high because there is a balance between roots, leaves, and the, uh, the branches, you know. So mm. this change a lot, the Onda Rabi Suri or Onda Rabi Belza grape, because the the ripeness, it's very different. So this is the reason that the style of uh, Getarico, it's uh, lighter, it's uh, a little bit fitzy. And in, in Biscayco, in the whites, it's a, a little bit uh, more uh, structured, um, a more, not, not full bodied uh, wine, but medium bodied, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. I think that's the way I've always thought about it is that Gattaria, the vines oftentimes are a little closer to the water. It's a slightly more coastal climate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as a result, you end up with something that's maybe a little lighter in character. Definitely stylistically, there's that. Whereas as you go further inland in Biscaya, you end up with something that's maybe a little more structured in character. Y- you were talking about these grape varieties, Anderibi Zuri and Anderibi Belza, which really are grown nowhere outside of the Basque country. Are there any like ideas of where these grapes originated from? Like, are- they're from the Pyrenees, but are they related to any other grapes?
1: Uh, on the Zuri... Uh, it's only in, in Basque Country with mm. this name, but, uh, you know that, uh, Ondarabisuri and on rabisuri uh, Serratia has a similarity in French varieties like, uh, Gros Corbu and Petit Corbu. Mm. And these, uh, these varieties in, fr- in France are also cultivated at this south, uh, Southwest of of France, so uh, quite near to Basque country. So this is the the original area.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh, with uh, on the Rabibetza, um twenty years ago, uh, people said that was like um, the cousin of uh, Cabernet Franc, and now we have studied uh, with the university and Basque government and. We discovered that Onda Rabibelza, it's a singular uh, variety. But we also have got one called here, Verde Charille, and it's Cabernet Franc. So uh, there is... Uh, in Genetically, that grape yes. is
0: Cabernet Franc. Are, mm-hmm. It's just the Basque name for Cabernet Franc.
1: Mm-hmm. And uh, th- there are uh, some people uh, uh, talking about the origin of Cabernet Franc, is Basque country.
0: Yeah, that's something that I had always heard is that I know you said that they're cousins, but I had heard that there was like a parent-offspring relationship between André Bibelza and uh, Cabernet Franc. Mm-hmm. Since they're from the area, are, are they like pretty resistant to any particular things like because they've been cultivated there for so long?
1: They are uh, very habituated to the, this climb. On the Ravisuri it's quite resistant to two million. There is um every, each year, every year, 15, 20, 25 days in summertime mm. with a great pressure of uh, medium. But after uh, these uh, 15, 20 days, it's uh, quite resistance. And the botrytis, it's quite resistance to the botrytis.
0: I would imagine it's so challenging especially if you want to farm organically or not use a lot of chemicals if you constantly are dealing with moisture and you know mildew and things like that like how do you maintain mm-hmm. that balance between minimal intervention mm-hmm. in the vineyard and actually making sure the the vines don't rot yeah.
1: mm-hmm. Uh we try to be the the most respectful for the environment for this, the, the weights it's very long, not, it isn't only uh, to, to have a an, an stamp with ECOLO uh, certified, you know, um, mm-hmm. because here we got a um, very high humidity uh, to control the, the, the mildew and other uh, fungus. Mm-hmm. Here we try to find uh, states uh, faced to the south or southwest. Back, giving the back to to the ocean. It's one of the differences between Getaria and, and us in Vizcaya. Uh, in Getaria, the, um, the vineyards are faced to to the ocean. So those
0: are north facing vineyards, right? Yeah. Yes.
1: And uh, here we are very, very close to the ocean, but the, the vineyards are uh, faced to the south, southwest to have the, the maximum um, sun. And uh, also to have irrigation, you know, because the mm-hmm. when the in in ripeness moment in in September when the south winds arrives, it's very very important to have a um, good irrigation to fight. Yeah, you flow going a little. Naturally, you know. So uh, when we are speaking about uh, how to to manage the uh, ecologically the the vineyard, you we have to to start thinking if, uh, if the vineyard is uh, in a good state and to control the the strongness for the vines using a nat- natural non mechanical ways uh it's so important than the the using of uh, phytosanitary uh, chemical systems for example it's really
0: interesting that you know the vines are facing in an entirely different direction and that the wines can taste so different uh from one DO to the next mm-hmm. and doniene gorondona what role did you all play in helping create that DO because you were one of the founding members of the Bizkaiko Chacolina DO uh, I don't know kind of what was involved in the creation of that in nineteen ninety four uh Chacolina was already established. What was the goal in creating a separate do entirely to represent the region that you were in
1: uh, this is uh <laughs> the the <Pax> personality <laughs> you know um,
0: yeah.
1: um I explained before that uh, in Guitaria, uh chueca family started recovering the the heritage uh, there. They
0: are they the family behind Chomenet or yes, yeah.
1: yes exactly yeah. they develop their their appellation of origin, but uh, historically Biscaya has got a lot of uh, a very high production of uh, Chacoli wine because in Gipuzkoa, the Chacoli was produced at the coastline, and inside mm-hmm. the country was a uh, more uh, production of cider you know mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. in Biscaya, yeah, it's a little bit warmer than the region and in uh, the chacoli production was focused mainly in in Bacchio area and also in other area called Chorieri and Balmaceda. but in all the, the region uh, was a um, quite high production of uh, chacoli so when Chueca started in in Ghibuzkoa, a little bit later, there was a movement also in Vizcaya, you know, but uh, yeah. the, um, uh, the, um, the 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 area was uh, ahead. They um, they found the um, the appellation of origin, and after uh, the um, the chance to to obtain uh, an appellation uh, was to to do. Another one. So this is not, uh, it's uh, maybe incredible if you analyze, uh, uh, in, uh, you analyze only with these dates. But this is the, the reason uh, that uh, Getaria wanted his uh, appellation of origin and Vizcaya also. <laughs> and the third one also. So for, for me, uh, to be honest, Could be more interesting to to give a common vision to foreigners, to talk about three regions, but in uh, with uh, with different with differences like I explained before, but Mm -hmm. uh, only one region.
0: Oh, so interesting. So kind of like,
1: (laughs) this is a little bit political.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I think that's always the challenge, right? Is that sometimes for consumers, if there's too much information, and it's too complicated, then you you lose them. Maybe it would be better in some ways, you're saying, if we just had kind of one Chocolina and then within that, there's just different kind of like styles, maybe. Yes. To talk about do differences, it, it, you end up you end up splitting hairs, and it, you make it more challenging for people.
1: Absolutely. Sometimes it's difficult to explain uh, when uh, an uh, foreigner uh, comes uh, arrives here, and in three days uh, you you explain this is Chakoli and. For example, in San Sebastian, um, the chocolate is served like um, like cedar, uh, uh sp- spreading or pouring. Uh,
0: no? Yeah, it's yes. kind of more spritzy. Uh, it's poured with yes. the asanciador. It's, it's, nice. it's, it's yeah. It's
1: Totally different. Uh, the next day, it travels to, to Vizcaya and we are talking about more structured uh, wines. Also, there is uh, one uh, red uh, chacolí uh, unknown in Getaria, and there are also special wines like uh, and sparkling uh, that we produce, for example. And it's a little bit crazy because it's a very young region. Uh, uh, talking about uh, viticulture region you know where Rioja has a very wide history or Penedès, or you know in in Spain for example the past region it's very unknown because the the production has been very very low compared to Rioja Rivera or Galicia Mm -hmm. so we are uh, the chocolate one also has been very very local uh, wine in i think that t- yeah i was going
0: to say how many people- <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. you know
0: i was going to say how much of this wine is really getting exported even now in mm-hmm. this kind of more globalized wine market it seems like Chocolate is still something that's relatively speaking consumed only within the basque country when you go to other parts of spain when you're in Madrid or you're in Barcelona, no one's really drinking Basque wines necessarily. And in the United States, at least, I feel like Chocoli specifically, you know, it's represented by a couple of different importers. I think De you know, does a really great job having a wide range of different styles, but it seems like it's not something that is on as big of a kind of like spread. It's not as available and it's not occupying as many people's kind of like real estate as other wine regions of Spain, mm-hmm.
1: uh, I think that in this moment, two thousand twenty-one, there are more um, bottles of Chacolli wine in in United States than in Spain outside Basque Country. Hmm. You know, because um, when, for example, Doniña Rondona, when we started, uh, the, we we the, we sell the 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 wine. In, uh, in, very, in in Bilbao and uh, the cities near Bacchio. no no bas- all the Basque country, only in a few cities. Uh, after we we started increasing our production, we introduced a little bit in, in Barcelona, but um, the uh, Catalonian people confused uh, was a little bit confused between mm-hmm. Gotanico Chacolina, and uh, Vizcaico Chacolina, and was difficult to explain. And uh, so the, the the main market has been uh, Vizcaya with Demeson we, When we meet uh, Andre, he fell in love with our uh, Belza or red chacolina. And many years, our uh, main production of uh, Belza uh, red uh, chacolina uh, went to, to the States. Hmm. Uh, nowadays, nowadays uh, it's changing a little bit, but uh, I think that in general, fifteen percent of the all the production of uh, Chacolí, including Getaria, Vizcaya, and Araba, could be exporting. Uh, uh,
0: fifteen percent, one oh, five.
1: Yes, yes, and uh, other fifteen percent in in Spain, Madrid, Barcelona and um continues uh, being the main market the, the the Basque country.
0: Let's talk a little bit about that red chacolina that you make because it is really one of the more unique wines I think out of the entire Basque region. Under Belza that grape variety is normally used just to make rosé production wine. Um but you all have a very very old vineyard. I it's over 100 years old. It's a very small parcel, and I think you only make like what three hundred cases of that Belza, of the red wine.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, it's a very special wine. Our, our history—I explained you a little bit. Uh, our history: we are in Donia Ronda now. We are four partners nowadays, mm-hmm. and we haven't got an heritage or familiar tradition to to cultivate the the vines. Uh, we study in the university. In Basque country and obtained a, a grant to to develop an an studio uh, to propose um, different ways to recover the chocolate making in Bakio. uh mm. Why in Baskio? Because um, historically has been the the most traditional area in Vizcaya. and uh, was lost because the, the, uh, a lot of vines were abandoned. And when uh, uh, we are from near San Sebastian and when we arrived to, to Bacchio we found a um, very pretty area because uh, Bacchio Valley, it's uh, amazing for me because it's near the, the, the ocean but has got mountains and the particular climb uh, historically, gives a, a very good production of red uh, grape, and this was that uh, the uh, this is the reason that uh, preserve bitter in in this area the the red chakoli making, and in that moment I am talking uh, to for uh, 1994 uh, mm-hmm. there were three three hectares in total on in, in mm-hmm. Bacchia Valley. Yeah, and the main um surface uh, was uh, red. Very very ancient uh vines in pergola but very balanced uh, very balanced uh and uh, uh we started making the, the red and um, it was very difficult to explain loc- to local people that uh, this was uh, Chakoli, because the young people in that moment lost the the, the heritage and the the habit to consume,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, and only knows about uh, the the white. This was uh, hard for us because the first vintages we weren't able to to sell the, the, the red really? white.
0: Yeah, that's wild. We, now that
1: wine we, like flies yeah, yes, off the shelf. Yes, 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 yes. Was uh, with Andre when we started uh, selling really because we loved the the wine and we thought that the wine is it's a good wine, but uh, local people was very traditional. Very uh, the habit is to consume very traditional Rioja red wine and. Our red uh, chocolate, it's very different compared to, to Rioja. So it was very difficult to explain. Uh, For
0: listeners that haven't had your red chocolate, how is it oh. different? Because um, it's a wine I love to drink. It's a very bright, fresh, young wine. Maybe you can talk a little bit about that.
1: Yes, yes. It's an okay, uh wine. The surprise is that I think that it's a very, uh, very good uh, wine, uh, if we, we keep in years in, in bottle, and uh, for example last well, last week we opened a um, a red Chacoli, and a vintage was uh, 2012, and was extraordinary. And hmm. this wow. is amazing for us because it's like uh, you uh, pro- uh, when we were producing this. Uh, we, uh, we weren't uh, thinking that uh, it was a wine to keep in, in years. Uh, mm-hmm. But we discovered that the, the acidity of, the, of our uh, grapes, uh, uh, white or, or red, on the Rabi Suri or on the Rabi Belza, gives the possibility to, to produce uh, not only young wines. And this is very interesting for
0: me. So I know that's such a small parcel, and I know that in that area of the Basque Country, so many vines either have been ripped out or are getting ripped out to make room for resorts or for houses. You're so close to the beach that people value that land so much. What's being done to cultivate... Um, or expand those plantings of Andoribi Belza, um, the this really amazing red wine that can age so well. What's being done to kind of like grow those vineyards or preserve them?
1: Uh, it's it's difficult because um, when people don't put in value uh, what you uh, what you have in your uh, in your farm, and sometimes mm-hmm. it's difficult to combine because here. Um, uh, to work in, in in viticulture, in agriculture, was like a not very good job, you know. Yeah. Not very, not too much money. Uh, you have to work uh, very hard. And in the other, the other side is that if you can uh, sell the the state to build uh, summer ho- homes, houses. Yeah. And you will be richer, or to plant eucalyptus also. This is the reality uh, we we have to we have to fight to convince local people that uh viticulture could be an interesting possibility to to develop and to to work in
0: i gotta imagine that you know that I, i'm still dreaming about that 2012 under beltsa belza and how amazing that had to have, <laughs> have tasted right like you know for me at least when i taste your red chocalina I can taste kind of that Cabernet Franc influence. You get that brambly red fruit, that kind of like cherry Amaro character. You get that really vibrant acidity. So I'm I'm so fascinated with how that wine changes as it ages. What sort of like food would you pair with a red Chocolina compared to like the typical pairings for white Chocolina?
1: Here uh, has been a very traditional to, to pairing with, with fish. Hmm. Um, because the, the freshness is a very a crunchy red wine and
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's perfect for me to to combine with a fish like a codfish or also tuna or you
0: know yeah with tuna that would be great it's funny because there's so many amazing restaurants just outside of Bilbao of course in Guipuscoa, there's so many Michelin starred restaurants and I remember when I had my meal at Mugarit's when they greeted us, they said, would you like to start with champagne or chacolina?" <laughs> and I was so fascinated that that was, you know, the binary. I said, I'll take the chacolina. It's such a food friendly wine, whether it's the fizzy, you know, aperitivo styles that you find in Guitariaco or the style that you find in the Fiscaico Chocolina, the more structured style. <laughs> There's such food friendly white wines. I mean, are there other things that you think pair really well with that? Or are there restaurants that you've developed really great relationships with, like some of the Michelin starred restaurants in the Basque Country that, that carry your wines?
1: Yes, I think that it's uh, there are a um, high diversity because, uh, for example, for me, or Gorondona white, it's perfect to uh, summertime for a barbecue or for an aperitif if uh, in in other time in if a uh, doniene or iri iri wine it's it's very particular because uh, it's a single vineyard wine and it's produced uh, naturally uh, without uh, addition of sulfur and it's very very um vert- I don't know if vertical you know uh, but it, it has got an acidity and minerality. Yeah, it's very high toned. Uh, it's yes. really bright,
0: super electric. Yes.
1: Electric, exactly.
0: <laughs> I tried that wine when I when I met with you in San Lucar uh, oh, back yes. in 2019. I, I think you had just bottled it because that was the first vintage was mm-hmm. the 2018 vintage, right? Because mm-hmm. then I tasted it in 2019 in the spring. I think you had just bottled it, and it was so yes. just fresh and bright and it's really interesting to think about this variety that naturally has like a lot of varietal acidity and is just because of where it's grown. There's such salinity to those wines yes. that then to make them in such a kind of like natural style that accentuates all of that kind of malic acid and just that really fresh character. That to me is like a really exciting development in Chacolina is moving away from maybe a more, synthetic style of winemaking and accentuating that natural acidity that the wine has
1: uh, it is the expression that you asked me about uh, the organic uh, ecologic uh, production or how to manage the, the viticulture naturally and mm-hmm. um, it, it is uh, the wine uh, the said it's very special called iri and it's uh, the the highest Altitude in in our pinjars, very close to the ocean, and but it's a um, 250 meters high. That's
0: pretty high up for for something that's so close to the water. And yeah. It's
1: very poor soil. It's sandstone, and it's a very windy parcel. So this allows us to manage the the, the very natural, using the you know to control the the medium and and other fungus. We use the herbs, the, the medicinal herbs, mm-hmm. like an infusions, uh, to to control the the, the here. Also, the, the fermentation it's with the natural yeast, and this all of the the, the soil, the, the special state, the the manage of the bin and the wine production. The result. It's a very, very special wine, a Chacoli wine, but very, very different to compare it to Gorondona, for example. Hmm?
0: Gorondona being the name of your entry wine that you do. Yes. The one that, that's a blend of a couple different sites, uh, a couple different varieties, right? That's what the Gorondona bottling under Dona Ne Gorondona is. That's kind of your flagship wine.
1: Yes, yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
0: so, what, what do you think is the next kind of like development for the region? I mean, it's been around for twenty six years. The Do you've already kind of talked about how, from a um, customer facing standpoint, there's some challenges with so much segmentation in the market. But where do you see Bizcaico Chocolina and Chocolina in general going over the next five ten years? What's kind of the game plan?
1: I think that we have a lot of things to do.
0: <laughs> yeah. Why?
1: Because we are very down appellation uh, of origin only 25 years. So I think that we started in 1994. So we only harvest only 25 uh, vintages. And hmm. this is, uh, I just started learning and, and understanding uh, how to manage how are uh, our uh, varieties on the Ravi Suri and on the Ravi Belza. I think that we have to a lot of um, work to do in in vineyards in wine, uh, wine making also and also communicating people how uh, explaining uh, like today here
0: yeah.
1: explaining uh, the characteristics of the of our area you know so yeah. uh, for me it's amazing because i think that there are a lot of things to do <laughs>
0: When I talk to winemakers, a lot of times they'll say that they get exposed to a different style of wine that they hadn't had before, either by meeting that winemaker at an event or tasting that wine. The Basque Country, you know, from an outsider's perspective, feels a little insular at times, right? It's it's a very proud region. It's very autonomous from other parts of Spain, you know, or France, if you're in the French Basque country. But for you, at least, where do you get a lot of these ideas from? I know that you approached winemaking from more of a enological standpoint, you didn't like grow up in a family that for multiple generations that had been making wine. So for you, how do you kind of like, broaden your perspective on winemaking? Like, for the idea of Erie, for instance, like, how did you get the idea to make a zero sulfur wine? Where where do you go to get those ideas?
1: I am very curious when I travel. I I try to to taste the the wines of uh, the area where I am. Um, and sometimes it's difficult. Uh, for uh, for example, uh, twenty twenty with a pandemic uh, can be uh, uh, has been impossible. But well, especially
0: for a region like. <laughs> Like the Basque country, which relies, I feel like at least on a lot of like tourism, people going to like yeah. the Guggenheim or going to the Michelin starred yeah. restaurants. Yes. Yes. Yeah.
1: yes, 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 has been very uh, several um, impact in the, in the economy. Mm-hmm. Yes, but um, you know, I uh, when I visit any, I don't know, Galicia or or, or uh, any region in, in France. Uh, quite close to to Basque country to to travel. I am very curious if the I I believe in the in people uh, who is um, in the vineyard uh, managing the the vines. I inter- I am interested in the philosophy, the ethos of these people in 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 its uh, winery to understand if I I taste a wine from Rioja or or Bordeaux, uh, Bordeaux. I can't understand um, along the the wine, the the region. I think that is the most important. Uh, I'll be very proud when I I will be able to make a wine that um, when you taste it, you can travel to 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 back here, to Basque Country, you know. Yeah. Uh, I I want to express in in my wine that uh, I am in Basque Country. The it's the the climate. It's not very uh, hot uh, climb. It's uh, rainy. It's um I don't know. Uh,
0: it's a cool climate coastal yes. region. You want to be able to like yes. showcase that salinity you want to showcase that coastal character the bay of biscay all of that good stuff
1: mm-hmm. and uh, for example uh, the edi is the the last wine we start produ- uh, producing uh, like a new style wine the inspiration has been that if we have got a very special grape in in one parcel in one estate i tried to ferment separately in into the mm-hmm. winery and with uh, a very extreme pH, very low pH. I try to do as naturally as possible, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. three years ago, we, if I started uh, doing this experiment with another uh, state, uh, I think that could be a fracaso. Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> you know,
0: a failure. Yeah.
1: Because, yes. Yes. It had. It. It would be only possible. If in uh, in this state. Uh, so uh, sometimes um, people ask me, ah, what uh, uh, what is the next uh, uh, new wine you you will produce? And I don't know, because <laughs> each vintage could be each each uh, harvest has got uh, different characteristics, and every harvest you you learn. Something new. For example, now uh, with uh, the pandemic uh, situation, I, I I have more more time to to think and to to taste uh, more uh, quite the, yeah. the wines into the winery, and I can develop uh, more more ideas. So, uh, future we uh, could be a, a lot of <laughs> new mm-hmm. wines. <laughs> Very I would, cool. I hope. <laughs> I hope.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Well, Itziar, this has been so much fun. Thank you for sharing your perspective on Chocolina production and look forward to hopefully you coming to Texas, if not for the Wonder Women of Wine Conference for something else, maybe.
1: Uh, I hope. I hope.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Well, thank you so much. Um, We'll talk soon.
1: Muchísimas gracias. Nos vemos pronto. Un abrazo.
0: Big thanks to ECR for taking the time to chat. Uh, please, if you are in Houston, Dallas, San Antonio, Waco, Marfa, Austin, if you are in any major Texas market, chances are there is an establishment participating in Texas Choach. So go to the website www.texaschoch.com or follow Texas Choch on Instagram to see who else is participating, so you can drink a fuck ton of cider and chocolate. Uh, Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you with another episode soon.